welcome back, everybody, to Who's Your Bad Who's Your Bad Podcast. I'm, you know what? I'm tongue-tied because I'm excited. Sean's already laughing at me. Oh, so I want to smack know, your face so I bad. I know you do. And this is going to be a really good one today. Uh, today is the start, the restart of baseball. And we couldn't have gotten two better guests to, for this occasion. From uh, Formerly from the New York Yankees, uh, an author in his own right, Mr. Ron Bloomberg. And from BET, uh, Comics Unleashed, uh, my buddy, Mr. Harris Stan. How are you guys? It is wonderful to talk to you. I know Harris is, uh, I know about him and I know how great he is, but it's wonderful to be able to talk to y'all. Yeah, yeah, uh, you thanks. too, man. Thanks, big guy. So let's get started right with this right away. And let's go, you know, first question, uh, which you can shoot out to Ron Bloomberg. Ron, you grew up in the South, correct? Yes, Atlanta, Georgia. In Atlanta. And as a, as a young man in high school, what sports did you wind up playing? Uh, I played basketball, I played football, and I played baseball. I was Parade All-American in all three sports. You were the, Are you the only person who ever was Parade All-American in all three sports? Uh, in high school, I think I was. I think that, you know, Dave Winfield uh, played all sports, but he came from the University of Minnesota. And I think uh, in uh, New Jersey, who was a great ball player, who was... Can you hear me? Breaking up a little bit, but who yeah. Was, uh, okay, who was uh, in New Jersey was Willie Wilson. Remember Willie Wilson? Of course, Kansas City Royals, oh, right? Great. Oh, yeah, he was great. I mean, yeah. he was great. But I think I was. I think back then, all we had was Parade All-Americans. You know, back uh, in the uh, 60s and uh, 60s when I graduated from high school. And right off the bat, was baseball your best sport? Uh, you know what? I signed a basketball scholarship to go to UCLA in 67. And that was the time they had uh, a Jabbar and they had Henry Bibby there. But I was very lucky to get drafted number one in the country by the Yankees in 67. That's right. So, of course, being Jewish, you know, I, you know, that was a no-brainer. I had to sign with the Yankees. They're my team. Mickey Mantle was my hero. And to be able to put the pinstripes on, it was the best of the best. I mean, the best of the best. Was it hard being a Jewish athlete in the South down in the 60s? Well, uh, I grew up with a lot of people. Unfortunately, they were very prejudiced. It was a lot of KKKs. And I grew up with that. I don't know if you ever seen the uh, movie Mississippi Burning. It was just like Mississippi Burning, how I grew up. Uh, but the good part about it, I was a pretty decent athlete. And a lot of these people played on my coattails. And um, on Friday nights, uh, most of my teammates would play baseball or basketball or football. Uh, they would have their robes and their hoods in their car after the ball game. And then they would go, I don't know if you've been to Atlanta before, they would go to a place called Stone Mountain. And Stone Mountain was the place back then that there were any Jews and any blacks and any everything, the KKK was. And uh, it was it was a tough time, but I made it through. And uh, I was, uh, you know, if you're good friends, you know, if you're good to uh, people, eventually they'd be good to you. And uh, that's what happened. And, and the good part about it, I was a pretty good athlete. So they they were basically on my coattail. And uh, so I never had any problems. Yeah, I'm going to say, it kind of sounds like that movie School Ties. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. You know, I mean... Uh, 
you know, back uh, growing up back in the 60s down south was a little bit different. I mean, it's just, uh, um, you know, a lot of my uh, teammates uh, were from Alabama. And, you know, I was just talking, you know, I was talking who was my uh, who I lived with in Riverdale was Willie Mays and Willie Mays was from Alabama. And he was talking about even when he was growing up in Alabama, how bad they were. Elston Howard, you probably heard of Ellie Howard. Yes, he did. Uh, Ellie was a dear friend of mine. And I mean, uh, he was the first black to play for the Yankees. And I was the first Jew to play for the Yankees. So we're the first or something. So it was it was great. And uh, uh, so we don't even look at that anymore. I don't even look at uh, 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 color anymore. Everybody's my brother. I love everybody. And there's somebody who I would, uh, uh, you know, cherish my whole life. Mickey Rivers and Oscar Gamble, who unfortunately passed away, was my best friend. Oscar and, Gamble was uh, your best friend. Yeah, and Mickey Rivers. Yeah, love Mickey uh, we, Rivers. And Mickey comes up to Atlanta and stays with me quite a bit. And I love him and his wife, Cookie, and they stay with me and, and all these guys. You know, and that was the best of the best. You know, when you are part of a professional team, and Harris would tell you, you know, when you're part of a team, you know, you are compadres and your brothers. And, and that's what makes it so good that – we could say these guys are our brothers. Now, Harris, Harris Stanton, um, his uncle, right? Un your uncle was Leroy Stanton, correct? Yes. Right. No. He's also a good friend that. with Mickey Rivers. Oh, yeah, that's my Leroy, uncle. I can't believe that. You remember him? Okay. I gotta, we started our lives together. I just want to let you know, he was with the Mets. He was with the Mets, yeah. and I was with the Yankees, and we signed the same time. What is Leroy really? doing now? Where is he? Uh, he passed away. He passed no. away last year in a car accident. Yeah. Last year? Yeah, last year. Oh, no. Yeah, uh -oh. yeah it, was, it was real hard for me. He's my Where mentor. was it? Yeah, he's my mentor. Where? Uh, in South, uh, Florence, South Carolina. Florence, that's where Jim Rice is from around there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leroy. Oh, what a great guy. We started our lives together. Him and Don Baylor and all those guys. Yeah. He was the best of the best. Yeah, he was a good, he was a great guy. I have to, unfortunately, I have to tell Mickey that. Harris, yeah, yeah. Leroy was a big uh, influence on uh, Harris's uh, life. We've spoke about him. I'm uh, actually friendly with uh, uh, Harris. And Harris, because of uh, Leroy, isn't that how you got into baseball? Because Harris was drafted by the Chicago Cubs. Oh really? Yeah, in the uh, in the fifty uh, no, was it fifty second round? 50, yeah, fifty fourth, fifty second round. <laughs> they don't even have. Did you start out of high school? Did you get drafted out of high school or college? No, I got drafted out of junior college, uh, Spartanburg Methodist. I wanted to go there because uh, you know Reggie Sanders, Orlando yeah. Hudson went there. Yeah. Um, a lot of those guys went there. It's a good baseball uh, school. So I really wanted to go there. I don't know who aspires to go to a junior college, but I did. <laughs> let me tell you something. Hey, JC, hey, let me tell you something. They're great in baseball. I know oh, yeah, I go to yeah. Yankee Fantasy in Tampa all the time. And uh, uh, I'm down there with Dwight Gooden and also uh, Daryl Strawberry. And, uh, um, you know, 
when you have ju great junior colleges like where you went to, Gulf Coast Junior College. Uh, you yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, yeah, uh, Hillsborough Junior College and all those junior colleges down there. I mean, they're the best of the best. Junior colleges. Water, really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gulf Coast. Uh, you have all those uh, uh, great schools down there. All the great schools down yeah. there. Uh, Ron, do you remember being called up to the major leagues for the first time? I did. I got I got drafted when I was 17, got called up to the big leagues when I was 19. Now you were drafted, like you said, in 1967, correct? 1967. First, I was 17. First, unlike Harris, who was in the 54th round, you were the first guy picked overall, right? Yeah, but I was lucky. You know, I probably came from a bad team, you know, and uh, but to be uh, so first overall, that, that, yeah, they needed, yeah, but they needed a Jewish guy to come up and bring some fans to the Yankee Stadium, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. no, you know, it doesn't mean anything. You know what? Let me tell you, Harris. It doesn't mean a bit. It doesn't make a bit. Of, it doesn't make a bit of difference of uh, where you get drafted. If you get drafted, you know, you gotta be somebody good, and yeah. you know and how far did you go, Harris? Uh, I was a draft and follow, and then I went to uh, college another year, and um, I, I didn't. I, I, I kind of put too much pressure on myself. I had a bad season, but my uncle uh, Leroy Staten, he got me a trial with St. Louis Cardinals down in uh, West Palm Beach, and uh, my head just wasn't right, man. I started doing comedy. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, uh, you know, the funny part about it. It's you know, I see Jeff Foxworthy all the mentor, time. You know, huh? I see Jeff Foxworthy all the time down in Atlanta. Oh yeah, I used to before the virus came up. Before the virus oh, okay. came up, I used okay. to see him all the time. Okay, okay. Harris, what position did you start off with? Who me? Yeah, oh, I started in a uh, right field. It was trying to convert me to first base because uh, I guess I had a lot of power. But, uh, you know, with baseball, it's 90% it's, it's, it's mental. And, you know, even if you have all the talent in the world, if you can't put it together upstairs, then it doesn't really make a difference. <laughs> you know how it is. I've seen so many great athletes does not have the heart. If they don't have the heart, they don't make it. And you know they what? Don't I, think, I think if I was the man I am now, then I would have gotten a lot farther. But I was well, young. Well, you know, you know, you've been very successful now. And you should be very proud of what you're doing now. And, uh, Thank you. Uh, so, hey, it is what it is now. Yeah. You know, you have a career now, and I'm sitting on my butt doing nothing now. Yeah. So I'm one of the 22 million people out of work now. <laughs> and now I got my son. He's 11 years old. I just bought him a little pitching machine to help his hand-eye coordination. I'm going to train him. Good. Hey. Oh, hey, let me tell you something. Hey, coming from a mentor like you, he'll be very successful. You know, guys, I don't, I don't want to brag, guys. You know, I know you had a successful career, Ron and Harris. You got drafted. But, you know, there was one day in August of 1988, I hit a wiffle ball outside of Pigeon Park in Union City one time for a home run. And uh, that's the highlight of my baseball career. You know, I thought you had a trial for the league of its own. Well, let me just tell you, because the tree, the tree had a friggin' V, and it went right through the middle of the V, and that was one of that's my uh, shining moment in baseball. Just so you know. Speaking of shining moments in baseball, Ron, do you remember the first time you were called up to the major leagues? I did. I got called up. I was uh, 19 years old. I got called up. Wow. I was in uh, a Double A baseball. I was in Manchester, New Hampshire. 19 years old. 
And my first uh, at bat, I'm never going to forget, I walked. I walked, just like being the first DH. I walked. But then the second time I got up, I hit a home run. I hit a home run the second wow. time up. In right center in uh, Yankee Stadium. Who did you, know you face? What kind of pitch it was? Yeah, it was against a guy named Joe Coleman. Joe what, Coleman was a great pitcher from the Tigers. He had really a great job. Remember the pitch? Uh, oh, yeah. I hit a fastball. Oh, he, okay. Hey, nobody <laughs> hits a good curveball, big guy. You know how it is. You don't <laughs> hit a good curveball. You're a fastball yeah. hitter, right? Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you, can hit the, you can hit the cheese, right? Yes, yes. You can hit the cheese. You know, he yeah, threw me a he's going to get it past me. He's not going to get that past me. So right. I turned around and took him up a deck at Yankee Stadium. So now let's, uh, let's there you go. Let's fast forward here to April sixth, nineteen seventy three, in Boston. Ron Bloomberg is facing Louis Tiant, and he makes history that day. Becomes the first DH in history. Question, Ron: Why are you DHing? Why aren't you in the field? You're a young man. Yeah, because I hurt myself down in spring training. I pulled a hammy down in spring training in Fort Lauderdale. And when I, it was four days before we were supposed to break camp. And I was having, a, I had a real good 72 season and I, I was having an excellent- You uh, well over 300 that year. Yeah. And yeah. I was hitting up. Uh, and then in 73, um, I just pulled, uh, I pulled a hammy. And uh, uh, they asked me, did I want to go on the disabled list? I said, absolutely not. Because at one, back then when we played, we had one year contracts. And when we had one year contract, if you get on the disabled list, it's another Wally Pip and a Lou Gehrig and Wally Pip. And there's no way in the world that I'm going to get put on the disabled list and go down to the minor leagues. No way I'm going to do that. So I played with the hammy. Back then, they didn't have this modern technology. They just wrapped me up like a mummy, got up to bat when it was like 30 degrees uh, up in Boston against Tiana Walt. And then I got lucky the second time, I got a base hit. And uh, that was history after that. And then the next year, they started me off at Syracuse in Syracuse. And I uh, uh, hit the ball real well. They broke me up good, so I made the big leagues when I was 20. So they needed somebody. Hey, it's they needed players. So I was lucky. Uh, if you're on a team, if you get drafted and they don't need you, unfortunately, you don't make it. So the Yankees needed. Uh, uh, they needed somebody. So they. Uh, got me and they brought me up to the bigs and uh, then I started up in uh, New York. See, if I was ever going to be a baseball player, I would definitely want to be a DH. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't want to be standing outside in the sun. Oh, but wait a second. A lot of players, you know, when I was DH, I called myself the designated Hebrew because that's where, how, how I wrote my book. I don't <laughs> know if you remember, you remember uh, Dick Schaap? You remember the sportscaster Dick Schaap and Jeremy Schaap, yes. who's with ESPN? We're yeah. down in uh, we're down at uh, uh, Old Thomas Day. I'm getting dressed, and right next to me was Jeter. And Jeter took uh, what happened was when I came uh, up to the big leagues, I took uh, they kept Joe DiMaggio's locker with nobody in it, so they gave it to me because I was drafted number one, and they thought I was going to be something. So they so I I, I, I so I took. Uh, uh, DiMaggio's locker. So when I came up as old timers, uh, Derek Jeter took my locker. And so mm. I got to dress with Derek. And when I left uh, my locker, I had about two pairs of shoes and uh, one pair of switch. He had about 300 pairs of uh, shoes. He had about, it looked like uh, Models. 
his locker looked like Modell's. You could go in there, you could take anything you want to, and you could go back four or five times. I had one pair of shoes and another pair of shoes that they got wet. That's all I had. So, uh, uh, so I'm getting dressed. Uh, Dick Shap came up to me with Jeremy. They walked past me and they see Bloomy. My name, name was Bloomy. And they said, uh, DH, first DH, uh, first designated hitter. I said, nope. And I just thought of it. It just came to me quick. Uh, I said, designated Hebrew. You got to write a book. That's a good uh, one. A year later, I wrote a book. It was in the top uh, 25 New York. Uh, all the Jews bought it. They felt bad for me. So we sold 46,000 copies of the book. And uh, hey, here, I made zero dollars on the book. I gave it, I never thought it was going to sell well. So, so what happened was I gave it all back to charity. Everybody that had me, I gave everything back to charity. And I, I left all these charities with nothing, like a dime in my pocket. And these guys are making millions, you know, whatever. So my book came back in paperback now. And now I'm making money on it and selling pretty good now because the younger guys are buying them. So it's fun to make a little bit of money because, uh, unfortunately, it's no baseball and I'm not making any money. How cool is it to be a major league baseball player? You know what I wanted to ask? How cool was it to to manage, or you manage in Israel, right? I did. Yeah, it was. Yeah, cool let me catch up. Have you ever been to Israel before? No. Have you ever been? No. No. You know, it, it's uh, it's different. It's it was great. You know, let me, let me tell you something. It was it was great to go there, but it was very difficult to manage because it's all prehistoric because the fields were beautiful, gorgeous fields. We had uh, three lights with, uh, uh, and they were like handed down with uh, flashlights. Those were our lights at the stadium. We had picture yourself playing baseball. Yeah, picture yourself playing baseball with, uh, with one light. It's like a uh, flashlight hanging down and you had to play about six o'clock at night right in the twilight. And then you play on a field, it's like a crater. Right on the field, and when you run the first base, you run 40 degrees angle down like a hill. You go down, and then you come back up. And when you get the first base, you're exhausted. You're exhausted. Larry. So thank God I was the manager. I couldn't play. Yeah. But he's uh, in the dugout. <laughs> but but going there, that's where the world started in Israel, and it's it was wonderful because you had everything there. You know, from Jerusalem, I lived in Tel Aviv. I had on my, I had a guy named uh, uh, Art Shamsky who was with the 69 Mets, who was with the Mets many, many years. And then I had a guy who was with the Chicago Cubs, Kenny Holtzman, who was probably the leading uh, pitcher. Yeah. Uh, so we were Jewish. We're managed out there. But the worst part about it was the food. The food was worse. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't. You know, we wanted like steak and potatoes and some uh, black eyed peas. Do you think it's like, I don't know if y'all ever been to a place up in New York, the Apollo Hummus. called Sylvia's. Have you ever been to Sylvia's? You ever heard of that before? The soul Sylvia? food? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was the best. We had our okra and our greens and our uh, cabbage and our uh, uh, Salisbury steak. That's what I wanted in Israel. They didn't have any of that stuff. All you got was hummus no. sandwiches. Huh? All you got no, was hummus no. sandwiches. No, they don't even know what that was. I went there. First time I went to a restaurant, I asked for a, a, 
you know, I asked for what you call it, uh, uh, matzo ball soup. They had no idea what the matzo ball soup was. Really? So I knew I, was, I knew I was in problems. And it's 14 hours flight, and I knew I couldn't fly back to uh, uh, New York. So uh, I was there for three months. Three months. I was yeah, the I lived there baseball. For three yeah, we played baseball there, but we had pretty good baseball. And uh, uh, now they got the World Cup League, and they have put some money into the uh, uh, fields. So now they got a, a couple of a couple of things of Bermuda grass on the infield, and now it looks like uh, uh, it looks like a field compared to what we used. Would you consider doing it again? No. Yeah. That was pretty quick. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I did my thing. I did my thing. Uh, <laughs> took I was get over there. Uh, when you get there, it's in the summertime. It's probably about 110 degrees here, humid. Wow. It's not like going to Phoenix, where it's 110 degrees with no humidity. But yeah. when you go to Israel, it's 110 degrees with 100 percent humidity. As soon as you walk out the door, you can't even take a shower because there's no cold uh, uh, water because it's all hot there. Yeah, so you stay you wet. Shower. Oh God, you know like I mean, Miami in August. August. You know, if you want to have Weight Watchers, you know they'll be out of business if they're over there. You just got yeah, to go exactly. outside over there. Sure. Do you think you could handle that? Um, I was outside in Walmart for 13 minutes just now, and I wanted to kill myself. So no, I don't think I I don't think I could do that. You don't think you could go to Israel and hang around and play good. baseball in a field with think, one light? Hey, you know what? I actually was contemplating going out to Iowa oh, next month. Field of Dreams. For the Field of Dreams because it was on my birthday. The Yankees were supposed to play that. Yankees yeah. and I think the White Sox. Yes. Are yes. they still gonna do that? No, it's yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're doing it. Cardinals are stepping in. Are they really? Yeah, yeah they're gonna play. Oh, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. The Yankees backed out. Cardinals are going to uh, play. Oh, um, I ain't going Ron, out there for the Cardinals. Ron, I have a, we have a couple of questions here from uh, listeners. And, okay, so from Nick Galley from Florida. He asks, uh, how about the role of the slugger today versus the time when you played? Well, you know, nowadays, this, you know, I mean, you take uh, the sluggers when I played was like Frank Howard. Uh, Willie Horton, oh sure, yeah, uh, Reggie Jackson, people like that. Now you got a Stanton who's six seven. You got Aaron Judge who's six eight, weighs about three twenty. These guys are these guys are like they, they, these guys are like Adonis. You know, these guys are so muscular. And you know, people always ask me, you know, why are they pulling muscles? You know, to be honest with you, I'm going to be honest with you, and I watch them work out and. They're too big and too strong. David Cohn, the pitcher for the Mets and who was who's the announcer for the Yankees, he said, Bloomy, he said, Have you ever seen a fat guy pull a muscle? And I said, No. He said, That's what when we played, we had fat people there and nobody pulled muscles then. So now Listen, let me no. No, Ron, I gotta correct you. I dropped a Frito off the couch last night and I twisted the wrong way. Yeah, but you came up at the wrong time. This is a time where they're all muscular. You're muscular. Look at you. Oh, yeah. Look at I, you. Listen, you, you're missing a whole lot here, Ron. Trust me. Yeah, well, we have that muscle. <laughs> no, you know what? Washington <laughs> National hat. Well, you know what? Let me be honest with you. It's no different. It, you know, it's, uh, it's no different from when we played and what it is now. 
you know, it's the name of the game now is totally different from when we played. It's home run or strikeout now. Uh, These guys are hitting 450, 500 feet. Uh, The ballparks are a lot smaller now. The balls are juiced pretty good. The baseball bats, when we played, we had just Adirondacks and Louisville sluggers. Now they're using maple bats. It's like being having cork bats. And uh, so, you know, the game has totally changed, uh, to be honest with you. Is that why Trey Turner hit 20-something home runs? <laughs> oh, absolutely. All these guys are hitting – all these guys – Little guys hitting the home runs. Freddie oh, absolutely. Kettle oh, Marte. Altuve. Altuve's hitting the home runs. He's hitting the home runs. He hit off a Chapman. That Ooh. was almost out of the stadium. Anyway, he's a 5-3. With the Altuve. From the Houston Astros. From the uh, Astros. He's talking about the Altuve home run in the playoffs. Altuve. Yeah. Altuve's small. Yeah, he crushed oh, that Oh, yeah. He hit, the ball. he hit the ball close to 450 feet off of Chapman. Remember the wow, thing that yeah. they said? Uh, uh, he banged his drum. Oh, yeah. You know, we didn't have any of that stuff. You know, hey, but it, it is what it is. The game has totally changed. Too bad, you know, you didn't stay in the game because uh, – you know, how would you like it? Hey, when I played in 73, they gave me a $500 raise. And then 74, they gave me, they took my $500 back. I hit 311. And, you know, in, in, in 75, I hit 301. They, they didn't even talk about a raise to me. Now, <laughs> if you hit 220, they'll talk about millions to you. Right. Hey, Boomer, you know what I miss a little bit? A little bit? The running game. Yeah. It's not like it used to be. Uh, no first to third anymore. They'll run in it all anymore. You know, it's uh, when, when I had Billy Martin, Billy Martin. 130 bases. Oh, yeah. You know, Billy Martin, 130 bases. Run, run, run. Yeah. You know, all run, run, run. And that's what it was. And now, you know, I mean, it's uh, um, no first to third. You know, I mean, uh, hit a home run. There's two guys on. Uh, you're losing by two runs. They want to win by one. Hit a home run. Don't try to drive in those guys from second to third. Just hit a home run so we could go home. Oh, it's, it's all that was the old Earl Weaver method of playing baseball. Oh, absolutely. Small ball. died by the three run homer. We got yeah. another, qu- we got another question for you, Ron. Okay. Yeah. And, and this one is from Tom Borowski from New Jersey. He asks in 69, when you were a rookie, have you ever, did you ever meet Mickey Mantle? And if you did, do you have any stories or anecdotes you'd like to share? Mickey Mantle, uh, uh, in 69, I came up to spring training in 69 that year. That was a year that Mantle was, uh, uh, he was still, I think he was coaching then. He was my roommate. Mickey, Mickey was Mantle my roommate. Was your roommate. Yeah, so let me explain to you what happened. Uh, we were staying down in Fort Lauderdale, a place, a hotel called a Yankee, uh, it's called the Yankee Clipper, right on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. I know that place. Sure, I knew it. Okay, right, right on the beach, right on the beach, right next to the Bahia Ma. And that's where all the beautiful boats were. Okay, so uh, I check in. Young kid, 19 years old. Uh, we had like adjoining rooms. We had adjoining rooms. Uh, found out that Mickey uh, 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 checked in. He had all his luggage there. I was there for like a month and a half. He never made it to his room. So I always tell people he was my roommate, but I room with his luggage. So unfortunately. <laughs> Never, he, ne- 
he 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 never made it uh, to his room. And every time I used to see Mickey, he was always on the training table taking his car, uh, carbohydrates. So uh, uh, so he was out like uh, him and Billy always were late at night, and he came in a little bit late and stuff. So he really came in when the yeah, uh, the documentary. Bat- he came in late, sploshed. <laughs> oh yeah. So you know, and so he went directly to the ballpark, and he had to get worked on a little bit before he opens up his eyes and to make sure he's okay. <laughs> and uh, so, Mickey, let me tell you something. Mickey was one of the finest human beings you have ever met. Uh, he became a very dear friend of mine. I used to play in this golf tournament in uh, in Augusta, Georgia, Lake Oconee. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. He had a few demons when he played. Uh, you know, now, you know, unfortunately, back uh, uh, nowadays, uh, everybody talks about the roids and stuff. Uh, everybody was drinking back then. That was that was the uh, that was the drug hey, back Boomer, then. You know, yeah. my uncle told me uh, my one of my last conversations with him uh, Leroy. was. Yeah, he's told me about the greenies. You guys had the greenies too, didn't you? Yeah, but you, wait, wait, wait a second. But the greenies were <laughs> back then. They're like no dos. You know, you know, you take no dos. You know, in college, so you can study, so you won't go to sleep. Yeah, he said but now make it look big, ball look big. Oh yeah, I make it look like a beach ball. <laughs> but that's about uh, that greenies back then. Oh yeah. But that uh, that beach ball, but that beach ball, if it's if it slides from twelve to six, it didn't look like a beach ball. It yeah, looked like yeah. a golf ball. <laughs> exactly. So uh, uh, yeah, Lee, but let me let me tell you, Leroy could hit that guy. But he finally ended up with the Angels, didn't he? Yes. Yes. He ended up with the Angels. Yes. Uh, I know we he went with the Mets, and I was in the minor leagues with Leroy. I think he ended I, with Seattle, though. He, he, he ended up with, with Seattle. Yeah, he, he, he went with Seattle. That's where he had his best year in Seattle. When his best Seattle. Year. Was he, uh, uh, was Pinella his manager? Was Lou his manager? No, no. it was right when they when they first expanded. What year did they come into the league? Yeah, Remember? they came there like Seattle Pilots, right? I think they came like in about 78. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was, yeah. but that we played, season. when we played, we played at a place called the Kingdom. Yeah, and the yeah. Kingdom, yeah, and people used to, yeah, they always had pigeons in the Kingdom. And everybody used to go out in batting practice to see if they could hit, in batting practice, see if they could hit the pigeons in, at the Kingdom. And you know who, you know who did that? Dave Winfield hit one of the pigeons up there. In the game. He, remember <laughs> Dave Winfield? Sure. He hit a pigeon yep. up there. Yep. They wanted to arrest him. That was a state bird. Did he kill the pigeon or it was his hurt? No, he killed oh, it. No, he, he oh, killed he it. He killed him. And, and you remember it, it, hit, it was like a bullet. Yeah. Like Mickey Rivers, I want to eat that thing. I want to take that back to the hotel and eat that thing. Win, Winfield was known for throwing his bats, too, like losing his bat when he was swinging. I almost got hit with one back in, like, 86. He used to swing in, like, 20, 30, uh, not feet, but yards. Scary. He used to uh, he he used to hit uh, he was so whenever you're on deck with uh, Winfield you make sure you're not never on deck you're behind a, a, a screen and you got to make sure that that screen has a lot of uh, uh, padding 
So you know that he's going to let one of those those bats go eventually so he can hit you. He's one of my favorite players, but I got a little pissed when he went to the Hall of Fame as Padre. I ain't going to lie. Why? Yeah, you know, that was that was not good. He should have gone. But he did that because of uh, uh, George, because yeah. of uh, 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 Steinbrenner. But did you know, he, him came up and, with, he came up uh, with the Padres, right? He, he had his special years with San Diego. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was he had great years with everybody. And then we went to New York and he got that real big contract. And, uh, you know, ten, George, ten was years, him. 10 years, 10 million dollars. That was the big contract. Oh, that was big. Now, I just saw where bets you see oh. where Mookie bets. Three hundred and forty. Three hundred eighty five million dollars. How do they do that? Million dollar signing bonus. How much? $65 million signing bonus. How do you, you know, you know, you're not going to just get, you're going to get three years out of him and that's all. That's it. That's yeah, all no, you no. Mookie, not Mookie Betts. No, no, Mookie he's 27. Betts. You're going to get more he's than three years. You might get five or six years. Yeah, but then you got six, four years. You got to pay him $150 million for doing if they, nothing. If they win three World yeah. Series, is it worth it? Yeah, it is worth it to those guys. Just like Ellsbury. Remember, they had to pay Ellsbury what? Like $60 million for doing nothing? But that, but that was a brutal contract. That, 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 what about Bobby Bonilla? Bonilla? They, Bobby Bonilla. Oh, Bobby great. Bonilla is the smartest guy in the whole in, in baseball because everybody wanted the money up front because they spent all the money. He gets a million dollars a year for like 30 years. He was the smartest guy in baseball. Yes. Smartest man in baseball. Because ball players, what they do is they said, uh, well, we're going to. Uh, you're going to sign for, we're going to pay you $30 million. They want the $30 million right off the bat. So, you know, they got a hundred girlfriends, they got cars, they got houses, they got anything and everything what they want. But Bonilla is the smartest guy. He gets a million dollars a year and makes all Ooh. the guys. Yeah. Let me ask you something. Uh, yeah. You play 162 games a year. Uh, you How do you have time for girlfriends? <laughs> Well, you just uh, you just try to you know it's very simple you know how how you know you, you know you know as Leroy as Leroy imagine being in the big leagues you play a game you 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 go you go back to the hotel you think about the game whether you did good or bad and you wait for the next day I'd be too busy trying to stay focused. But I guess if you're used to it, then you start learning the way to well, do yeah. stuff. Look at, look at Babe Ruth, man. Big old fat dude can throw a ball. Greatest freaking hitter of all time. Most home runs ever. And he died from uh, drinking and banging too many broads. He got syphilis. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a yeah. lot of work. You know what, yeah. Nine in a game for, for six months out of a year. Hey, and you got five you. girlfriends. It's very, very simple. You know, you don't have to beat these girls out. They got to they got the yeah they got a key to your room and as soon as you get in they're there they go daddy you, you sprain your hamstring let me massage yeah. it for you <laughs> yeah you know how it is <laughs> yeah Man, but now I got it yeah but these guys got uh, uh these these guys got guaranteed contracts so if we did any of that stuff we pulled a hamstring we get sent down to the minor leagues we don't have it they give us like ten dollars meal money and tell you to go. These guys, they got to get rid of you. They write you a big check for like $200 million to say goodbye. That's what they do. Ron, it's basically what you're saying is all over the country, if there's a little Jewish kid playing baseball, it's yours. That's what you're saying. 
Correct. Okay. Ron, you what, said it. Hey, Ron, Ron what, you was said the, it. what was the best city to pick hey, up chicks? Hey, Boomer, I always like to make the reference of uh, when Manny Ramirez was in the Green Monster yeah. while pitchers <laughs> being thrown, taking a leak. I said, if that yeah. had been Joe Schmo, he'd have been fired. Oh, absolutely. He's so good, he could take a leak in, in, the, in the Green Monster while the game is going on and then come back oh, to his position. Oh, absolutely. Let me tell you the greatest cities. Uh, Boston, you get the uh, people that look like uh, tree huggers. So Boston is not the greatest. Uh, you get uh, California is great. Chicago was great. Chicago was a great city. Uh, Minnesota was a great city. Dallas is a great city. Uh, Detroit was the worst. Cleveland's the worst. And Milwaukee wasn't the best. When I go so to Cleveland the Midwest, to perform, it's the worst. Huh? <laughs> when I go to Cleveland to perform, it's the worst. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. I of mean, that's, it's terrible. You want to get in? You never see, uh, uh, never see the sun. Never see the sun when you uh, go to Cleveland. Right. You, right, you know, right. you got that, you got all oh the smog coming off the lake. Yeah, because it's the, awful. Because the river's on fire over there. That's why. Oh, it's terrible. And you try to eat the fish and you die from eating the fish because it's all polluted. And, you know, you try to drink water there. It's just like going to Mexico. You can't drink the water in Mexico. And you got to have all bottled stuff. You know, so uh, back even back then when I played 40 years ago, you had to uh, put water and uh, uh, purify it in the bathtub to drink the water there. Cleveland really but, is no, the Cleveland, worst city in the world. I love Cleveland. Cleveland, oh, you like? I'm sorry, oh. Cleveland, but you got to clean it up, Cleveland. Harry, oh, yeah. you, when you go there, are you at Hilarities or are you at the Improv? I've done both. Yeah, I I I love it there, man. I mean, because during the day, no, I love that, it. Perform, no, even, even hang out good. in it. It was oh, pretty okay. cool. Yeah. So you know, we asked Ron about a legend. I want to ask you about a legend, uh, Harris. Um, you've worked, traveled with some of the greats. What was it like working and hanging out with the great Patrice O'Neill? Oh, it was amazing. It's probably like hanging out with, with Mickey Mantle, man. It was, uh, you, you know, I, I learned a lot from watching him. Uh, I learned a lot about like being, uh, uh, um, having some um, ethic about your your art form and being a man. I, I learned about being a a, a man with with him too, which is surprising. I was. What does that mean, that. being a man? What did he like, teach you about being a man? Like when I was, like you know, because because he was he would he was older, so certain things I'm a little embarrassed to say, but certain things I might have had a tendency to do when I was in my twenties. He would like kind of like check me on it and be like, "Yo, a real man, you know, a man does this." And 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 and, and, and I guess I could say, uh, at one point when I was younger in comedy. I would borrow money a lot, like a lot of broke comics, right? So Patrice would say, uh, I don't mind loaning you money, but don't act like I'm supposed to give it to you, you know? So just little things like that. I can't think of stuff right now, but I just, I, I become a better person um, just hanging with him too, and also a better comic. You once told me a very funny, I'm sorry, Sean. You once told me a very funny story about him. You and him, I think you, I think you guys were in Philly and you, uh, he wouldn't go up with a guy named Ketchup. Oh, uh, he, he, Patrice hated stage names. Like if you had a name, use your name. Don't have no goofy, stupid 
stage name like Hamburger. So <laughs> um, um, Love that. we're walking past an open mic and the guy and there's a young comic hanging out in front of, of the club and Patrice stops and talks to him. So he's excited to see Patrice. So Patrice said, what's your name, man? He said, my name is Ketchup. <laughs> and Patrice looked at him like, what? And what, 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 I'm mustard, nigga. Like, uh, <laughs> use your real, he said, what's your real name? He told him his real name. He said, use that. Because when you use ketchup and you being black and look at how you look, you can get, uh, you know, pigeonholed into certain, what we'll call ketchup because he's good for this certain crowd or whatever. You know, use your real name so they'll know who you are and not some, you know, I guess, what you call it? Some, some, I can't explain, but some, some thing like ketchup, you know, you know let's get ketchup. He's crazy. Look, I'll, no. I'll never forget. I, this is probably about a year or two before I got into comedy. I had seen you and Patrice at, at a place in Jersey and you crushed up front. I remember you actually, you crushed up front and Patrice gets up there and he's like maybe three or four minutes in and this girl just started yakking, just start, wouldn't shut up. And he went off script and he annihilated her. For about twenty minutes. You're talking about Patrice? Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he made this girl cry. And I've seen with, him make a lot of girls cry. And without even blinking an eye, as soon as she walked up and left, went right back into the joke from twenty minutes ago. Oh, he wow. was just—he was just just so beyond, uh, just so much bigger than life. Yeah, he, you know he, what I mean. Well, he was just so, and I, you know, people will say like, you know, what would. You know, with all the shit going on in the world right now, we want to see, like, you know, George Carlin's point of view. You want to see Bill Hicks' point of view. And I say, absolutely not. I want to see Patrice's point absolutely. of view. Absolutely. Especially because now. I always felt that, you know, after Elephant in the Room, I mean, he was going to become the biggest comic in the country. I really felt that. And, it, you know, I don't, I don't get emotional when people pass on. I cried for like an hour and a half when I heard Patrice died. I really did. Just an amazing, amazing comic. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, you have, well, you have talent. You know, I mean, uh, it's the best thing in the world to bring up, out your talent. I'm telling, uh, real, real quick, Robert Klein. Remember Robert Klein? Yeah. You remember Robert Klein? Robert, Robert Klein, Klein was the biggest. He's still doing dates. He yeah. wouldn't like yeah, to yeah, remember Robert Klein. <laughs> He was, still, he was the biggest Yankee fan in the world. And he married one of my best friends down from Atlanta. Oh, she really? was uh, a ballet dancer. Yes. And they had the worst uh, uh, worst marriage in the world. And they got divorced and whatever. But in 73, I got roasted from the Friars Club. Oh, I got wow. roasted. Uh, uh, let me tell you who roasted me. Phyllis Diller roasted me. Uh, let me see. Who else? Uh, uh, Soupy Sales roasted me. Uh, I had uh, Henny Youngman roasted me. Remember all these guys? Oh, yeah. Legends. Legends. Remember all these guys? Sure. They roasted me. And I'm at the Friars Club, and I'm a young kid. I'm 21 years old. I had no idea what they're doing. You know, and, and you know, I thought, you know, they didn't tell me what they're going to do. They said, you're going to go to a roast. I thought we we're going to go to like a, a barbecue roast or something. I had no idea what I was going to do. So they took me to this place at the Friars Club down in the city. I'm sitting at the dais and like this. I thought, I'm waiting for my food to come, you know, like that. I'm starving. I'm hungry. I thought I wanted barbecue ribs and I want some coleslaw and potato salad and stuff. And then all of a sudden, these people get up 
And I'm 21 years old. I never really even heard of any of these guys, to be honest with you. I'm a baby. I don't know these people. Right. And they're telling bad things about me at the table. And they're killing me. You know, like this. And I'm saying, why in the world are they doing that to me like that? And I finally found out it was a roast. That's what they're supposed to do to you. So, hey, so I that was tell you, Patrice never Patrice used to like the old Dean Martin roast because he said that those people knew each other so they can pick on each other. He said what he didn't like yeah. about today's roast is that you don't even know these people and they're they, no. they find the worst things they can say about you. It, it feels a little, you know, a little offensive when you yeah, don't you know can't go back Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Always, it's always harder. It's always harder when you wrote like when I when I do the Friars Club roast now, like I, I'm so grateful that I have like friends there. Right. Because like, you know, I, I, I roasted Gary Busey there and he threatened to kill me because I roasted him too hard. Yeah. Gary, and like, who's was, this guy fucking talking shit about yeah. me? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like so grateful that like, I had like Gino Bisconti there with with us. So I was like, I was like, thank I could talk about 12 minutes on this fucking alcoholic racist. You know what I mean? Right, so. Right. <laughs> those are those are tough let me tell you so guys yeah. we're about we're about 45 minutes into the show and we, we haven't talked about music show. once right. the name of the show is called who's your band we haven't talked one iota of music ron are you a music guy you a music fan temptations four tops jerry butler all soul so don't ask me about rap don't ask me about country <laughs> don't ask me about hey i'm a black guy music Yo, I'm hey, I'm a, I'm the Shalites, I'm the Shalites. You know, I'm Dion Warwick. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all those guys. Those okay. are the guys. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, 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 Joe Tex. Those are my guys. I'm glad those you brought up. Guys. I'm glad you brought up Soul because I've been on a Soul kick lately, and I have come up. Who is the best Soul singer? I'll tell you who it is. But who is it? Who do you guys think? Who do you love? Soul singer. I mean that's tough, man. You got a lot of good ones. What do you think, Harris? Uh shoot, God, man, that's that's tough, man. I mean, uh, if I had to just throw a name out there, I would say uh I like David Ruffin. If that would be oh, I was gonna say Jimmy. I was gonna say Jimmy Ruffin. Oh, I I, I don't know if I ever heard him. That's before that's my brother I had to go back. That was, I was just that was to say that's his brother. Ron, who best soul singer? You know who had the best voice for me? Good. And he wasn't a soul guy who was one of my dearest friends. Jay Black, Jay and the Americans. Oh, great. Yeah, great, great, great singer. What do you great think, singer, Sean? Let me tell you, Jackie Wilson. Was probably one Jackie of the best. Wilson. But, was but you guys, are, you're missing it right now. What do you think, Sean? Help me out here. This is what I think. I think this is how you got to judge a good soul singer. You're with a girl, and the girl's in the room, and you want to put something on to make the panties drop real quick. Right, so I'm gonna go Teddy Pendergrass. Great soul singer, but you guys are good, and everybody always gives you know James Brown, Godfather of Soul. Right, I think the guy who doesn't, he's great, doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Otis Redding, Otis oh, is, is there a guy who could, is there anywhere else in the world who could have ever sang Try a Little Tenderness? Oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, Otis, you need to go down to the, have you ever been down to the uh, 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 Hall of Fame down there? Yes, anytime I'm in Cleveland, that's where I go. If no, I perform- no, down in, did you know, uh, there was one in Macon. I don't know it's if it's in, in Macon. Georgia. 
the last time I was in last time I was in Georgia, I was there with the band Journey. I was we were working Atlanta Motor Speedway, and that was in you know that was a number of years ago. So I, okay. we were working like crazy. So I didn't ever get jumped. Okay, Otis was the best. Oh, crying little tenderness, and he on the respect. respect. Oh, the best. How about Barry White? Unbelievable. Yeah, he's a panty dropper too. Panty dropper, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I actually just bought Sam Cooke's Greatest Hits the other day on vinyl. Sam Cooke. It's so many. It's so many. But you know what, Harris, the band that you had originally, you know, uh, said you uh, liked and we we would talk about was uh, Tribe Called Quest. Now, even though Tribe Called Quest isn't quite a soul band, they have the heart of a soul band because think about them. They're they're out of Queens. They're, they 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 make it big, probably like in the would you say like the early '90s, and yeah. they are kind of like in that same vein mode as a band like or a group of a uh, dealer soul. You know, yeah. which, which yeah. talk about Them positivity, yeah. right? Social yeah. issues, and yeah. they but they had like they had heart. They had heart. Yeah. These groups, right? And 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 fight and a Q-tip who produced the music. His music was kind of solely like it, it had a lot of soul in it. His beats. His uh, tunes that they wrapped around had a lot of soul in it. I got to see their last show ever. Did you? Hey, how about Curtis yeah. Mayfield, The Impressions? Huh? How about Curtis Mayfield, The Impressions? Oh, Curtis Mayfield's fantastic, too. Oh, yeah. Harris, oh. I, I, I had to buy tickets for Kanye West because Tribe was opening up for them. Right? So it's 18,000 really? people at MSG. It's Tribe's last show. Yeah, I would I, I would pay to see Kanye West just so I can see the tribe and then leave when I get off when they get off stage. Exactly, so that's exactly, dude. Eighteen thousand people at Madison Square Garden. We're all losing our shit because Tribe Called Quest is on. I've loved them since they came out, you know. And last song they ended with scenario, and the lights come on, and you saw about eight thousand people going right for the exits. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I swear to God, I am not kidding. It was one of the funniest things I ever saw. And then people were shooting video of uh, Kanye after that show, and you just see just seas of empty seats. Oh, wow. How long ago was this? Uh, probably seven or eight years ago. Wow. Uh, Kanye lost popularity that long ago? Oh, yeah. After that first song. I didn't know that. After Jesus Saves, he's been downhill. Oh, I just, I just, he, I just, he just kind of lost me the last two or three years, maybe four. Yeah, he's crazy. He's he's batshit crazy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He got batshit crazy money, though. That's why he can't. Yeah, but I got to tell you something. Let me just explain something to you. I don't know what's going on out in Calabasas, California, but if you fuck a Kardashian girl, for some reason, you'll lose your shit. <laughs> well, Kanye's bipolar and wants to become my president. I'm losing my shit. Kanye wants to become president, right? Fucking uh, Bruce Jenner cut his dick off. What's <laughs> What was the name of the guy from the New Jersey Nets that uh, Kim used to go out with before? Uh, she was Chris married H- to him. Not Chris Humphreys. Right? That's it. Chris yeah. Humphreys. Yeah. yeah. And and where he goes, he lost his career. He's working at Dick's Sporting Goods now. Remember Reggie Bush? Uh, yeah, Reggie, Reggie Bush, Bush too. Yeah. Yeah. Had to give back the Heisman Trophy. Smartest, the smartest guy who ever banged a Kardashian was Ray J. Yeah. <laughs> And if you notice that sex video, listen, we've all watched the sex video at some point. Did you ever notice the one thing that you got a hot board like Kim Kardashian? He's railing her. All he's doing is adjusting the camera and looking at himself yes, while he's so hilarious. 
<laughs> he looked like a predator. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> That's oh, man. Funny. Hey, I'm going to drop Hey, Jeff, did you know I, that was Brandy's I, brother? Yes. Yeah. What's how that? you post this? We tape it now, and then it goes on YouTube tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on... Uh, Podomatic, Podbean, iHeart, Radio. Show my father want to see it. Yeah. You want to see Boomer. <laughs> so, uh, so before... You, you're my before, main man. You're my before main we man. go. It's very nice to meet you, man. Before oh, we go, let, let, let's... um. Hey. Let's throw a couple of questions okay. out there for you guys. Uh, let's get back to the baseball. Of course, again, opening day of baseball. Hey, should players like uh, Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, should they be in the Hall of Fame? Who's going to go first? I'll go first. Pete Rose, absolutely. Barry Bonds and McGuire, no. How about Clemens? No. I, I never I'm respected him as a Yankee either. Couldn't take it. I couldn't take him as a Yankee. He was always a Red Sox to me. I think anybody Pete who Rose just got in. Pete Rose for baseball, he just got in. And uh, for uh, 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 Barry and uh, Clemens uh, taking the roids, and they didn't have to do that because they would have got in a Hall of Fame anyway. Mm -hmm. They do not need to get into the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose does to me. You, you don't think they're going to get into the Hall of Fame run? Uh, guy, you know, they really coming up in votes pretty good because the older voters are the ones that are leaving now. So the new ones, the new, uh, uh, the new sports writers, you know, I don't know the new sports writers. They're really very liberal people. And, you know, and they might put them in because Barry Bonds went up from like 20% up to like 60%. So you're talking about. Yeah, so you're talking about he needs to go up another like 30% in the next, uh, he might be close. Clemens, you know, I mean, they might. They might. They just may, they, they just might put an asterisk right well, before yeah. the name. I think, Will David I think Ortiz get in? Oh, yeah. So David he, Ortiz, if he, get, so if he gets in, how does Clemens and Bonds not get in? And because if you David, Ortiz, in, did David Ortiz do steroids? Absolutely. Absolutely. He didn't, get caught. he didn't get caught. He though, got caught. He was named on the report. He okay. was named on the report like Andy Pettit was named on the report. Okay. So I, I think I think I think there's a problem with baseball is the hypocrisy of it. You know, yeah, this guy can get right. it. Like how is Manny like Manny Ramirez? If you we all watch the games, he's a Hall of Famer in my opinion. Right. I, how about Demi Soda? How about Sosa? Over 600 home runs. He has to get in. No? Because it's, because it's so convoluted with who did what and who didn't do it, I think every player that was that that uh, that uh definitely, like Bonds and Clemens, who definitely would have been Hall of Famers before, should get in with the asterisk. Pete Rose should definitely be in. And people like Sosa, uh, I mean, if you're talking about numbers, Sosa was a great player. I mean, everybody gets in with the asterisk. Harris, over 600 home runs. You can count everybody them on one hand. Everybody gets in with an asterisk. Will A. Rod get in? He, sh if, if, he should. If Bonds and Clemens, if you're considering those guys, then he should be considered just like uh, uh, Ortiz and all those other guys who, who we think took uh, or did take performance-enhancing drugs. You know, let's say when we, when we all die out and somebody go to the Hall of Fame, they'll see Barry Bonds and he, and they'll say under there, but he took steroids. But then they can go back and watch him play and go, well, this guy's a Hall of Famer anyway. Yeah, but you know, if you go back to the older guys, 
If you go back to the older guys, drugs, uh, alcohol was drugs, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but it wasn't performance enhancing, was yeah. it? The greenies yeah, was, though. Harris got to bring it back to the greenies. The greenies? <laughs> what about, oh, about spitball? Like when oh. you put spit and snot on the ball, that's cheating, too, ain't it? Of course it is. Yeah, but, of course it but, is. But Gaylord Perry did it. Listen, if you want to talk about cheating, guys, I, I got to be honest. We're all friends here. I know I talked about this earlier, but I have to make a confession. I'm 43 years old, and this happened 31 years ago. I hope nobody holds it against me. But when I hit that home run in Pigeon Park, I cut the tip off of the <laughs> wiffle ball bat, and I shoved the newspaper down the front. <laughs> so, so I had a loaded bat. I love so. that. That was a Greg Nettle shot, right? Yeah. That I, was a Greg Nettle shot. I'm not, I'm not a proud man, Ron. Before, I'm not a proud man. Before, so that's okay, but hey. Hey, you're part of the family. It doesn't go any farther. There's going to be an asterisk next to my name at some point. It's going to be a 30-30. You, you got it. Before we wrap this up, what, what do we think about the upcoming baseball season that starts tonight? Is everybody excited? 60-game yeah, season? Excited. Weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. It, I, it's the only – the thing I, I impress on people is that it's a little bit of normalcy that's going to go on in this crazy world. I mean, you can't go down the street and, and go to a, to a restaurant, have a beer and some, and some wings and shit. So uh, yeah, it's stupid that they have the, the cutout, the cutout people in the stands. I'd rather just see the empty stands, but it's a little bit of normalcy in the chaos that we have. I'll take 60 games over none. Yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll take a, I'll take a Yankees world series win again this year. Harris thoughts on uh, the upcoming season. Uh, I can't wait to see the un the indestructible Dodgers play. <laughs> and uh, I think it's just going to be great. Mookie Betts signed that big contract. I was a little um, uh, worried about him like, going to another team next year. But now that the Dodgers got him, I'm just, I just can't wait to see the Dodgers and the Yankees and Dodgers some of these tonight. other smaller teams do. You don't have to wait. Dod any. Dodgers are my National League yeah, team, couple, so I'm interested. Hours. And, and the Nationals, I can't wait to see what their follow-up year looks like. Oh, yeah. screw them. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Mets fan. I'm a Mets fan. Fuck. <laughs> Ron, and we're going to end with you. Thoughts on the well, upcoming baseball season? Well, I got to say Yankees if they don't get injured. But they're so used to getting injured. And if, unfortunately, if they get injured, they're gone. But I, the two best teams, to be honest with you, are the Yankees and the Dodgers. And for a 60-game series, you got to start off strong. Uh, if you start off uh, like 3-10 and 10 and 3-12, and 12, you're in bad shape. You better start off pretty strong. You better put all your big uh, humpers and all your big uh, uh, strong uh, uh, arms in and let them pitch. Hey, because Ron, 60 games not too many. I think Houston have something to say about you saying the Yankees uh, is the best. <laughs> oh, I do <laughs> too. The pitching as yeah, much but, as you know, but, yeah, but they're very lucky this year because uh, there's going to be no fans in the stadium. So they can't no, boom they and oh, stuff. Didn't they get lucky? They got really lucky. They got very lucky. But hey, if there's fans in the stadium next year, they'll get it next year. They'll Believe get it. me. Up in New York, New York, oh, they'll get destroyed. Baseball fans don't forget easy. They don't. Paris, they don't forget. What, did you guys see what happened uh, a couple of days ago in one of the uh, you know the, the startup games again? Astros are playing the Royals, and the Royals plunked a couple of the Astros right off the bat. Really? Yeah. God bless them. Oh, yeah. God bless that's Kansas City. I think oh, the plays will take care happen. of it on their own. Oh, yeah. 
that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And you know, the good part, and you're going to see uh, fights. And yeah. you know, but, but it's going to be funny fight. now. They can't fight because they're not socially distanced. Well, tell that to yeah. the person who got hit that's with a 97 mile now fastball. The truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to keep them. You think you that's, that's going to stop them? No. They'll take a baseball bat and they'll slug them. And they say, I'm six feet. I'll hit them with a baseball bat. <laughs> All, All right, Ron Matichow. All right, guys, this has been an interesting edition of Who's Your Band. Um, how could people find you guys? Harris, how could people find you? I'm on Instagram at Harris Stanton Comedy, and I'm also on Facebook. And you can also uh, look up my comedy album on all platforms, you know, Google Play, Apple, and all the, everywhere you can get music and comedy, you can get my album, Naive Innocence. Check it out. One of the best comics out there and even better guy, Harris Stanton. Oh, thank you, man. Oh, man, my pleasure. And that, Ron, tell us about uh, Designated Hebrew. That's still out there. I'm on Facebook, first time in my life. Uh, go to Facebook. I have no idea how do you get there. I just got on my computer. It goes right to it. And that's all. If you know how to go to Facebook, go to my Facebook. Uh, my book is Designated Hebrew. Uh, it's really a great book. It really is great. It took me one year to write it and 15 minutes to read it. So it's 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 a great read. So uh, go to Ron Bloomberg. It's 1-0. It's not Mayor Bloomberg. It's Ron Bloomberg. 10yankees.com. Go there, get the book. It's great. And next year, uh, the Thurman Munson book's coming out. It's the captain and me in March, but we got a year off. So get that book also. Sean, parting words, my friend. Um, hopefully, Harris will uh, bring me on the road to open forums. So we can go out to Cleveland and we can bash that city together. <laughs> I'll be out. I'll be out front selling his CD, Naive Innocence, and. Uh, that's about I gotta it. Get some, I got to get some work first. Yeah, let's do it. Nobody's <laughs> working. Hey, I just want to let you know, thank you for having me. Harris, it's wonderful. It's great to talk to y'all, big guys. Uh, I don't know if y'all get to Yankee Stadium. If, if you want a couple of tickets for a game, Harris, if you want to go to a game one day, uh, hopefully there will be a game, uh, uh, call me. Uh, 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 Get you know, go on my Facebook or uh, get my phone number. I have the number. I'll, I'll pass it on All to right, Harris. Thank you, man. I appreciate Harris. that. Me and my son would love that. Yeah, please do. Uh, take good care of you there. Uh, you don't have to pay for any hot dogs or hamburgers because they're too expensive. Uh, come out there. It's wonderful. And oh, also, uh, you had the greatest uncle in the whole world. I love Leroy. We started together. And I'm going to be thinking about that for a long, long time. I got to tell Mickey Rivers about that. But y'all are the best. It's this has been great. It's been fun. And hopefully we could do this again real soon. Oh, thank yeah. you, man. Thank you. We appreciate your time. We really do. Thank you very much. And uh, listen, we got, we got great shows coming up for the month of August. So people tune into that. Check out these two guys. These two guys are the best. Um, I wish we had shows to promote. <laughs> It's not happening. I'm at the Flamingo this Saturday night. That that's thing in in, uh, in Hackensack. That's where I'll be. That's all right, guys. Club, by the way, people, just so you guys know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's just to show you guys that, that that you two guys aren't working. I am. All right. I, <laughs> I gotta go put my pajamas. Talk to you later. Take all care, right, guys. Be well. Bye, y'all. Bye, bye. Bye.